0: but she wants this and, and so there's this battle going on and that's what happens within the body of Christ we kill and covet, we get upset with people because we're not getting what we want verse 2, you want something but you don't get it you kill and covet now again I talked about this last week or la- uh, 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 you kill you, you kill sometimes with your words and your body language covetousness means wanting something that somebody else has But you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with what? Wrong motives. Are what we want from God, are they done with right motives or wrong motives? Then it goes on to say that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Look at this, verse 4. This is interesting. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred? Towards God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of who? God. God. So when you have all these desires and you don't put the flesh where it belongs, because remember, the flesh and the spirit do what? In Galatians, it says they war against each other. Right. And whatever you feed the most is going to be the strongest. You feed the flesh, it's going to be stronger. Right. You feed the spirit, it's going to be stronger. Right. You know, I like to exercise now, and I'm doing that because, again, I don't know if I was retaining water or something in Washington, but man, my other shoes fit now. <laughs> but where was I going with it? Well, anyways, your flesh. So <laughs> Timothy, Timothy says, listen, Timothy says, godliness or exercise is of some value, but godliness is of greater value. So he's talking about the earthly things, and he says, when we do this. We are actually committing adultery against God. We're making an idol out of the things that we want. We're putting those things above God. Anything that is above God is an idol. I posted a post yesterday of some people in a football stadium stand with snow on them. and Mm -hmm. said if people were this excited to go to church... This devoted and committed to going to churches there to a football game sitting in snow that's piled up on them. That's right. The churches would be full. Yep. That's it. So let's go back here to verse 16. He says, for wherever you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Selfish ambition causes strife within the body of Christ. Right. And that causes disorder. And the scripture I used a couple of weeks ago, because I forgot that because of the carpet, we didn't have Sunday church last week, but is a kingdom divided against itself won't what? Stand. Won't stand. Again, remember, that's why God is, uh, that's why the enemy comes in and he tries to kill, steal, and destroy the family. Because we represent God. And God is community. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So, let's look at the heavenly wisdom verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Now we looked at this last time. Pure literally means whole, remember? Perfect. We actually some words we get the word holiness from the word pure. Is God holy? Yes. Is God pure? Yes. Is he perfect? Yes. He is. Yeah. So heavenly wisdom that he says for us to have is pure wisdom purity so godly wisdom in godly wisdom or wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure how many of us like that wait we need wisdom sometimes in our life well heavenly wisdom is number 1 it's pure james talks about if you pray for wisdom believe that you have received it god can give you that purity look at this so we looked at that one last time but Heavenly wisdom is also peaceable. Not given to strive for division. One of the things that as a person that likes to talk, I have to learn to put a tight rein on my tongue sometimes. I'm just being honest. I'm a, I like to be transparent with you, right? And there are times when I get frustrated about something and sometimes this thing gets the best of me. We call that... Mouth and foot disease, right? Open up mouth and insert what? Foot. Now, my wife, she's an introvert. She's quiet. She listens. And when she does talk, you better listen because it's really good. I have a tendency to say a lot of things, and sometimes they're not only that great. But it's peace-loving. It's not given to strife. And this thing can get us into trouble. That's why Paul, or James in chapter 3 talked about the tongue. So I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. Look with me in verses 1 through 12. This is the Sermon on the Mount. was listening to Chuck Swindoll one day he's one of my favorite preachers to listen to and he was talking about this and he did a series on the book of Matthew and he said scholars today this looks so simple but it's one of the deepest sermons that you could ever pull apart and we know scripture you could read the same scripture over and over again and still get something new out of it right that's called the revelation of the Holy Spirit Verse 1, he says, now when he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. Now look, back then, they didn't preach from a pulpit. No. Right. They sat down, and everybody stood. I'm not going to make you do that tonight. <laughs> his disciples came to him and begin, and he began to teach them. Who was he teaching here? Well, the multitudes came, but he also was teaching his disciples. Both the multitudes, but... I think his focus was his disciples. If you're a born-again believer today, you are a what? Disciple. Raise your hand if you're a disciple tonight. Yeah. So he says this, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, poor in spirit, most of us would know that he's speaking of recognizing that you are a what? Sinner poor in spirit, that I have nothing good in me, but God sent his son to die on the cross to give me something, right, to change me. You and I have nothing to give to God. We can't give to him, but we can't pay him back, and that's what I mean by that. Does that make sense tonight? I'm saying you can't give things to God, but nothing compares to what he has already done. So blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those that recognize that they've sinned and they need a Savior. So if you're saved tonight, you're blessed. Everybody say blessed. Blessed. How many of you guys want to be blessed? Well, you already are. But I don't feel blessed, Pastor. You are blessed. Again, we don't live by our feelings. Then he says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. The mourning... Here means mourning over your what? Your sin, right? Recognizing your sin, mourning over it. And I'm not talking about worldly sorrow. You guys know the difference between worldly and godly sorrow. Worldly sorrow is the guy that gets busted. Let's say he robs a house. He goes to court and he gets, he's, he's given a sentence by the judge. And now all of a sudden he begins to weep and cry one he got caught and two now the consequences are paid and that's worldly sorrow godly sorrow is feeling those same feelings but it brings about a change which we call repentance then he says blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth meekness is not weakness it's power under control another word for meekness is gentleness then look at this he says blessed are Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. How many of you guys th- hunger and thirst for righteousness? How many of us believe the church needs to hunger and thirst more for righteousness today? We were uh, talking with the, uh, with the missionaries today, Stacy and I, when we had lunch with them. And we were talking about this today. That It used to be, when they would make a community, especially if you go farther out east, they would, they would make a community centered around the church. The church was the center. That's why a lot of towns are in spokes, right? Circles. Everything went to the church. It's not like that anymore. Everything's focused around the school. And sports have become the idol of America. Jesus needs to be something we hunger and thirst for again within our nation. Then he says, for they will be filled. How many of us want to be filled tonight? Then look at this. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown what? Mercy. Means giving something that somebody deserves something, but you don't give them what they deserve. There are times my kids do things that they deserve something, but I don't always give it to them. And there are things that we do that God shows mercy towards us. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see what? God. We already talked about purity. Pure in heart. Blessed are the what? Peacemakers, for they will be called what? Sons of God. So Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. So one of the godly wisdoms that, that comes from heaven is being a peacemaker. Right. Kind words turns away what? Wrath. Wrath. Anybody have that problem, some of you guys, that when you're in traffic and somebody cuts you off? <laughs> what, what rises up within you? Is it peaceful or is it, I can't believe they just did that.